0: Because we make the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always my good friend and co-host Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? It is party time, my friend it's Party it is. time. It's Monday night. It's 400 and degrees outside.
1: It's 400 degrees outside, and it's like party an old, time. It's time for a podcast. That's what it I,
0: is. I feel like an old man because every week we kick off by like, oh, it's hot. Oh, it's yeah, cold. yeah. We oh, talk about the weather. Oh. Yeah. But it's it's like what else is going on in the world right now? It's it's true. I mean, it has been oppressively oppressively. It's, the Northeast is the literal worst for weather. Like, I've 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 been in Nevada in on the last week of August. It was a hundred and sixteen mm-hmm. degrees, and I would take that over ninety in New York any day. And anyone who wants to make fun of saying it's a dry heat, you've just never been to the desert. <laughs> I never ever 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 will stay in New- it, the minute I'm able to leave New York and get out of the Northeast and go as far out West as possible. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I, cannot- I You said that. And and I believe it. I, I think the second,
1: yeah, you're going to move. I, sure. can't, dude, so, I can't do I can't wait here. He, but so I absolutely agree with you in the heat. I do. I do not want tornadoes. Um, <laughs> no, like, I, no. I, and well, here you go. Uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny build. Um, like I was talking to him one time and, I don't know if he, he has this. He had like a like a tornado shelter in his garage, mm-hmm. like basement, like. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds so stressful to me. <laughs> like <laughs> wind, wind and snow make us stress because we hate losing power. Like I yeah. can't imagine having tornados. So, so yeah, I'll I'll stay in the northeast. But I I hear you on the heat. Oh,
0: I can't. I, I, it's like, oh, but it's nice because you have seasons. I don't want seasons. I'm done. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to freeze in the winter and die in the summer. I don't want any of this crap anymore. Just want one temperature all year round. Leave me alone. I hear you. Uh, For sure. Yeah. That's me complaining. That's the, that's the every week get off our lawn segment. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I actually had to do the one thing I hated, I hate doing more than anything else this weekend. I had to remake a project. Ah, oh, that's worse, dude. It's the freaking worst. I made this thing that was beautiful. I was so proud of it, and I go. To, I had to put three hooks for masks slash leashes slash coats on this on this beautiful thing that i was so proud of. I was so happy. I'm very intrigued as to what this is. Oh, I will for, absolutely show it and to masks. you. masks. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those like things that you put by an entrance way with like hooks so oh, you can okay. hang your stuff, and. I got the first two hooks on. I marked it. I was very careful. I marked it with my center finding ruler. I was very, very, very careful. And I don't know what brain fart I had, but when I marked the one on the right, I moved it a half inch closer to the middle. And as soon as I put the hooks on it, I went, oh my God, what did I just do? And I literally just, I i, I wanted to cry at that exact moment because it was perfect. And I wanted, I was, so I was like, you know what? have the other half of that board that i cut guess what i'm doing and i literally on friday redid it on saturday night essentially it was mostly done i finished it this morning sent the picture to the client she's super duper happy but dude there is nothing worse worse than remaking a project i swear it's it's worse than completely screwing a project and just throwing your throwing your hat in and going that's it i'm not doing it anymore i i would rather but yeah and i'd rather like
1: I don't know. I'd rather remake a whole project. I don't know.
0: You know who we should ask about this? Yeah, we should ask. We should ask someone about this. We should ask our guests. Yes. (laughs) So our guests are people who I have mentioned probably 50 million times in the last couple of weeks, either on Instagram or on this very podcast, because among the other things that they do and have done and have shown how to do, I learned pretty much everything I know about sublimation from them. And is the one and only team of Jay Z and Daniel from Just My DIY. Hi, guys.
2: Hey. Hello. Awesome. Thanks for having. I, us.
1: I learned what. I, I learned what that word meant from them. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we learned what that word meant from us.
0: <laughs> it is. It's unbelievable how this has been. Un- I feel like this has been under my nose for so long. It's like, how did I not? even know about this? Like, how did I not attempt it? And what got me into it was I went to Michael's when the mug press came out. I'm like, why are people going so crazy over this mug press? Like, mm-hmm. what is the deal? Because I've made mugs. I put vinyl on a mug and I'm mm-hmm. like, look how good I am, right? <laughs> so I went to Michael's and they had a sample that was made from the mug press with the inf- with infusible ink. Mm-hmm. You're like, that looks like a real mug. <laughs> I do. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I rubbed my hand over it. And I went, oh, now I get it. Yeah. I literally just at that moment, I was like, I get it. I well, totally you you explained
1: that to me last week Vincent. I was like, I don't I still don't really understand how it works and you're like, it basically like I I'm still saying it wrong, but it like it actually like melts it into the like it's not what, like a, it's so not a surface it, thing.
0: It turns the ink on the pa on the special co- specially coated paper. It turns that ink into a gas and that gas dyes the substrate, the material that it's being infused onto that's it Mm -hmm. and it's mind-boggling when you see it happen because you take this piece of paper and by the way guys i think this is something you probably need to tell people because i made 15 test prints trying to figure out what i was doing wrong but i printed it out and i'm like why are the colors so garbage and i kept looking at the colors i'm like they look terrible why do they look terrible why do they look terrible so i actually just googled why does my sublimation print look like crap Mm -hmm. and somebody said because it's supposed to, dummy. Put right. it on the mug. And I'm like, oh, okay. I like that you Google things like I do. I, I write like a paragraph when I Google I something. Essay. I said yeah. Google yeah. essays every yep. week. It's yep. amazing. But you guys, are, you guys are excellent teachers because yep. everything you said to do was exactly how the process went. In fact, I didn't even look at the manual for this printer mm-hmm. when I got it. I just had your video up on my computer. And I was like, I'm just doing it step by step with you guys, with the exception of the absolutely inconvenient ink that I ordered. Mm-hmm. And I loved how easy the video was to follow. And so many people have told me after I sent them to your video that you guys are really, really good teachers And when you do your videos. So kudos and, to you and, guys. And do it in a fun, like a
1: fun, entertaining way, too, which is. Oh, like, yeah. That's, that's not anything to shake a stick at. I mean, that's part of what. Makes people learn, right? Is being mm-hmm. able to watch it, right? So, yeah,
2: and thanks for saying that because I mean, the one thing that we always say about the things we make together and the videos that we try to produce is that if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We do want to help people, we do want to instruct or show them how we did it. And, but the, the key to it really is that we do it because we like doing it, because we're having fun, and we want people who watch our videos to have fun watching them too.
0: It's it's obvious that you enjoy what you do. Like it it comes it comes through on your in, on your in-cam. I can't talk tonight. <laughs> it comes through through your on-camera presence. It just does. You guys have you guys have good chemistry together and you you kind of know how to present to camera, which is I find that a lot of people even when they have good chemistry, they're not so great at like putting things on camera. And it seems like you guys nailed that relatively quickly as far as the production of teaching people. And because you are, I mean, you call your channel just my DIY. So your channels are, your videos are not watch us make a cool thing. Here's the cool thing. It's much more about here's how to do the cool thing that we just did. And you guys seem to have figured that out relatively quickly.
2: Thank you.
3: Yeah, We really put a lot of effort into trying to make anything that we're that we're going through, like uh understandable for everyone mm-hmm. to know that, like, look, one, we're not experts; mm-hmm. we're actually kind of going through the learning curve ourselves. But hey, mm-hmm. learn with us, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. it's like it's a teaching for us and everyone else at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and Vincent, I, I, I totally agree. I think there's there's a lot of channels out there that are really enter- like, especially couple. Uh, channels that are en- really entertaining because of the dynamic mm-hmm. between them, right? There's that. And then there's a lot of channels that are really instructional and really, uh, you know, really good for the how to, mm-hmm. right? You can actually follow along. And it's, it is, there's a very few though, that c- kind of combine those two things where it's entertaining uh, that the na- dynamic between the two of you is really good. And you're really good at instructional uh, education at the same time.
0: Thingy. And I've had I've had a lot of moments with your videos where I'm like, this is just this is really, really clever. Like when mm-hmm. you did the um I think I actually we talked about it in the makers on Zoom group we were talking about when you made the the printer cart and you know, taking the way you painted it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that is I never thought to paint something that way, or buying you buying something just to get the drawers out of it or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it just it just makes so much sense. And it's like, damn it. I need someone to tell me this kind of information <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Cause it's just, it's so clever. Um, this isn't your full-time gig, no. which I'm, I'm, I love that this is, that you're this good at it already. And this isn't your full-time thing. Um, without going too far into what your full-time gigs are, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I know I'm probably, we've gone already five minutes and I'm just now asking <laughs> you for your, you know, your Bye. bios, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, how you got started doing this kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, so professionally, the eight to five job. I'm a writer. I do public relations, and writing has always been a sort of theme throughout my life. I would say I started young. When I wrote the terrible poetry that only young girls can write, and then <laughs> moved into fiction the kind writing. That stops
0: at age eighteen.
2: <laughs> Yes, and that's almost when I stopped. <laughs> is, that, is, yeah, is, that they,
1: is that why the girls never thought I was really like romantic? I thought I was really romantic, but apparently,
0: I mean, no. If you're writing poetry with them, they probably thought something oh. else. Just <laughs>
1: <laughs> fair enough. Right.
2: So, so I started, you know, with the poetry, moved into fiction, but then in, in grad school, because I was like, you know, I, I actually need to be able to make a full time living, and as much as I love the creative writing. I um, went into technical and professional communication, which is actually instructional design and that sort of thing. So I kind of was ah. trained in uh, technical writing. Uh, then, of course, I moved into marketing, then moved into PR. So it's always been a sort of creative career where I do a lot of creation with words. But I think outside the office and outside of all that, I grew up with a father who was a consummate home DIY guy and a mom who was crazy creative. Like she would always be coming up with some new thing to sell. And so that always fed the sort of hands-on DIY side of me. And so you kind of combine that writing instructional side and the fact that I was always into blogging with the making side. And then you know, add the technology onto it. And that kind of led to content creation, I guess, for me.
0: Cool. And Daniel?
3: I, what first? So, you know, I'm out of North Dakota, like, you know, it's, so it's like everything up there is a little backwards. When Jay-Z and I first met, I actually teased her that uh, I didn't know how to use her gas oven because I haven't seen one so advanced before that we're just used to cooking over a, a, a you know a campfire with cast iron. I
1: believe too? That's awesome.
0: For one brief second I was following along going there's no way this is true. There's no way this is true. There's no way this is true. No this is true. Please tell me this is true. okay good. I did go- well, apparently so am I.
3: I did go on to explain to her that we have roads (laughs) I mean
1: they're dirt and gravel but they're roads right? Yes they (laughs) were dirt and gravel they're (laughs) road (laughs) like substances
3: so that is one part of me that like I try and bring to the channel the most and that is the humor like Mm -hmm. like I I, I always need something to be a little silly a little offbeat Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, outside of this, I, I'm actually a massage therapist in my not nine to five job.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, right. <laughs> and so I, I've studied a lot of things that were, you know, biophysics, basically. And physics itself oh, wow. is always an interesting thing to understand. It's always like watching how things interconnect, correlate, and like what causes what like, and it's not just the body, but like how the body affects the mind, the mind affects the body. Like if you're upset, you carry yourself one way. If you're happy, you carry yourself a different way that has repercussions. So keeping ourselves in the right feelings as far as like how we do what we do and, you know, connect it to like, how do we make something slightly more interesting? How do we get other people to connect to it? Mm
4: hmm
0: and, he, and humor, so- humor humor is a big thing with you guys mm-hmm. like you just the yeah. i i love in the voiceovers i love in the voiceovers where every once in a while one of you will just very subtly crack a joke <laughs> and the other one doesn't even attempt to try to not laugh like, like, <laughs> okay. nope, right that's we're not even we're not even pretending that wasn't funny we're not even pretending right. that was delivery we're just gonna laugh mm-hmm. yeah like jay-z's laugh is just part of contagious too. part of the brand <laughs> yeah. at this and point it's contagious <laughs> yeah for sure so, but, uh, but
1: but what i was what i want to say this is vincent we always talk about like or we have always talked about um like there's so many computer scientists or programmers and stuff mm-hmm. like that that have kind of made their way to this space because they're problem solvers and stuff mm-hmm. like that and i think that's a really interesting point daniel that like There's a different kind of problem solving or a different kind of like understanding that goes that from what you from your background that I think actually does really relate to uh, projects, but also audience and what they're expecting and how to, you know, build something for an audience. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And and that's a really interesting thing about Daniel because he is all about problem solving, right? When it comes to Mm -hmm. massage. You know, he's problem solving the body. And when I say, you know, in our Instagram bio, I come up with the crazy ideas, he makes them way better, it's because he actually mm-hmm. figures out how to make them work. Like I will come up with the most right. offbeat stuff and he has the mind that can do all of the the physics and the math and everything that you need to actually bring it to fruition. And that really is just the way his mind works.
3: It's kind of like a hand me down for my family. Uh, My grandfather was one of the first boiler repair mechanics that would actually taught in college, so he never finished high school. My mom was a jet engine mechanic. My dad built houses. My brother built houses. My brother Chris was a helicopter mechanic and a field (laughs) medic eventually.
0: Uh, and, you know, so it makes perfect sense how you ended up a massage therapist. Yeah, <laughs> just fixing things. It's just a different kind of no, but thing it, to but fix, it, right? There yeah. is, though. I mean, it's
1: it's funny, things, but that is, but there is that. There was like, a certain
0: amount, yeah. There was a absolutely. certain amount of facetiousness in what I was saying, mm-hmm. but it is kind of like, wow, that is mm-hmm. interesting. You're like a a human mechanic almost. Yeah.
3: And wow, other than that, like you know, I do like to throw in there. We have our little family side project. We actually harvested honey today, so <laughs> uh, like whenever I pick something up and just want to look at it, I actually just have a very, very quick study about how it goes, how to put it together, how to take information and, and
1: sew it into something that's functional. Mm-hmm. H- how much of that do you do in your head? Uh, all of it. Hmm. Okay. The, the, and I asked that for a reason. Cause uh, like I, I always grew up just like, you know, building in my head or designing in my head. And I, you know, that's part of the reason I can't sleep at night sometimes, right? You're kind of just like your brain is working or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that people don't didn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that people can't make something in their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know.
0: I'm 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 always t- I'll be honest with you, I'm not that guy.
1: Right. I, no, I, and it-
0: I I have the rough idea, but I need to like sometimes even like planning out just like a small like a project. Sometimes I have the idea And I'll have to like at least lay out the components just so once I have the components of it in front of me, they don't have to necessarily be cut to the right size or anything. I can look at it and go, okay, now I can start to see how this comes together. Okay. But I can't start from scratch in my head and have anything more than just like a basic idea of like where I want to end up when something's done. So, but it's just funny. It was
1: always funny to me. Like, and it was really late in life that I realized that other people didn't like stay up at night doing that, you know, like, (laughs) well, (laughs)
3: <laughs> I hardly yeah. ever say up at night, but I did quickly pick up like again, and this is a massage therapy for me. I had to learn how to three dimensionally graph a, a body axis with seven fulcrums.
4: Right,
0: and I have no I mean,
1: idea. what those I, I, are. I said right, like I understood what you just said. Yeah, exactly. I have zero idea what you just said. I punch
0: out Jay Z, punch out Ethan's going. Yeah, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I totally get it. So the solar plexus, where? How does that work? <laughs> well,
3: it's an energy vortex, which is one of the many switching <laughs> <from> the-
0: <laughs> I love how this whole podcast is going to be over half of our audience's head, and I love it. I love it. It's We're over highbrowing half of the our guests now. The, yeah, people doing the podcast's head. So So one of the things that I've one of the things I like is so recently, and I don't know if this is I don't know if this is on your schedule or something that you just happened to stumble across. I was like, that would make a good video. Um, so you had your towel rack, and we'll talk about the towel rack in a (laughs) second, by the way. But you also had the planter, which I really loved the planter video. I don't know why I loved it so much. I just loved I loved the whole thing. It was a broken planter. Mm -hmm. But my question is: Is do you how how do you work with your videos? Like, do you plan out weeks of videos, and then if you do plan them out, when something like you know the towel rack comes along or the planter, do you just go? You know what? We're going to push these back a week and slide this one in because this is actually a really good project and we can probably teach somebody something. Like how do those? cuz those projects stand out to me as something that's a little bit atypical for you guys. They're more DIY and less project. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if there's if you're trying to lean into that a little bit, if that's going to be something you're going to do more of.
2: I wouldn't say that we're necessarily trying to lean into it. I mean, one of the things that drives our projects is what around the house needs attention. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. when we first started the channel, a lot of it was actually driven by what is the next Instructables contest? Right. Mm-hmm. We love Instructables. <laughs> yeah. And again, with my, you know, technical writing background, Instructables is a great platform yeah, for I, me. I gotta to, go
1: find I gotta go follow you guys now. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And and what we realized is that if you enter something in a contest and the editors will or the staff will actually take a look at it. Sometimes they'll feature it, sometimes they'll put it into a newsletter. And that helped us grow a lot in the beginning. And so our strategy really during the first year was truly what needs done and cross-reference that with what are the Instructables contests coming up. And we kind of combined those. And that's why a lot of our videos came out on like a Monday night at 10 o'clock because Monday was the deadline. It's not because it was a great time to release. And that's (laughs) one thing that we're still missing is that consistency. But still, we do look at what do we want to do or what needs to be done and then kind of roll from there. Um,
3: As a reference to that towel rack video, if you (laughs) actually went to our channel trailer, the very first three minute thing we put out explaining who we were, there was like, a little skit in there about a specific towel rack that needed mm-hmm. a little assistance.
2: Yeah.
0: No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's I that. See, Now I got to go back and watch your channel trailer. Damn it.
2: It's It's been broken that long. And I think when we did the channel trailer, it was so still funny. half attached to the wall, but it was very much pulling away from the wall. And then at some point it finally just fell, but we never got around to fixing it. Cause there was always something more interesting or more needed than the towel rack that just holds the decorative towels, and right?
3: Eventually oh. coming soon, the monsters in the closet fix. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so in the channel trailer, yeah. So we talked about the railings that need, or we didn't talk about, we kind of showed like, Oh, and there's so much more on our list. There was the railings outside that needed to be fixed. The towel rack needed to be fixed. The fact that the closet doors and the master bedroom don't actually cover the entire closet. Like it's, <laughs> it's missing like a third of the space Oh, we geez. paid to have the railings fixed.
3: Because it needed to paint as well. Because
2: it needed to be painted as well out front. And then the towel rack, we finally just said, like we'd, we'd, had the ta- we'd had the toggle bolts for like four months. I was like, can we please just fix the towel rack? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's crazy though, because I, I hate to say it, but I can absolutely relate to this. So we're in the process of what Kat from um, She Fixed That calls the fluff and buff, which is you're selling your house so you go through up, it, you yeah. do all the crap that you said you weren't gonna, <laughs> mm-hmm. you didn't have time to do. Yeah. But or the thing
1: that, like the first when you move in, the first thing I'm gonna do is paint this room, oh, and then and then you and you're, moving, you're moving out, and it's like Bro, and then you're like, oh, we should paint this room. Yeah.
0: We were knocking down walls, we were changing floors. Now it's like, you know what? One thin coat of paint should make this room look yeah. a lot better, and that's the most it's getting. But I I, I could totally relate because there's little things that. We've been doing, okay, so I'm going to give you a perfect example. I dealt with this crap on Memorial Day weekend. We, um, we decided, you know what, let's finish, let's finally finish the dining room because we had a beat up table. So she worked on refinishing the table and she moved it all to the side. And I was like, you know, while you have the table to the side, let's get that stupid fake Tiffany glass chandelier off the ceiling. Like I can't stand looking at this stupid thing. We'd already bought the replacement mm-hmm. when we decided we were selling the house. You're gonna bring that to uh antique road show, it's gonna be a real <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. but They'll have to go to this dump and suffer to get it because it's gone. And I you know, it took it took hours and hours and hours. And I'm looking at it now and I'm looking at it in context of the replacement dining room chairs that we bought, which are now matched the table much better than the ones that we had. Mm-hmm. And the table looks really nice. And this chandelier is much more modern, much cleaner. And it goes with the decor of the house better. And it goes with the curtain rods and the curtains. And I'm like, wow, we just waited way mm-hmm. too long to do all this stuff. And there's so many of those projects that we're doing where it's like, why did we not do this? Like, yeah. we, we would have been so much happier in this house. Mm-hmm. Had we done all these things that we didn't do, and so when you talk about the tower rack,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I totally relate because we had so many things that were half hanging, half. We had we had out we had switch covers that, that had cracks in them because mm-hmm. when I was putting them on, I was an idiot and I over tightened them and just had a crack. And I was like, you know what? It's one little crack. It's I'll fine fix for that now. next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next weekend. Yeah. 10 right. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And, you know? yeah. And, and that's a really interesting thing though, because for us, when we do something around the house, we want to do a video on it. And it's not because we're leaning more into home DIYs versus projects or something else like that. We just know that we're kind of jack of all trades. And so mm-hmm. we want to, we think that a lot of people struggle with towel racks falling off the walls and we want to be able to show them how to fix it. But the whole mm-hmm that process right setting up the lights getting the camera out anytime you film a project it takes two to three times longer than it would if you just went in there and did it like that that was part of the delays it's not that we couldn't use a, you know a couple of toggle bolts and put it up it's that we wanted to film it so we actually have very limited time to film together because our schedules are pretty much opposite of each other's just for our nine to five or his not nine to five work. Um, and so really we get one day a week to film together. And so everything else yeah. was taking precedence, which is why, you know, the towel rack took so long, but at some point we're just like, we're doing the towel rack today. It's happening.
0: <laughs> it's kind of crazy that you have, um you have a basically an opposing schedule and yet you still managed to pretty much put out a video a week. You've know, pretty much put out a video a week for quite a while. Now mm-hmm. that's, How do you manage how do you manage to get videos done like the film, the project conception, the filming, the video editing, the release, the promotion? How do you manage to do all that on two opposing schedules like that?
3: So we make sure that we actually do have at least one full day together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, like, my weekends usually start at like Saturday, like seven o'clock or something mm-hmm. like this. So, if we have to discuss things, uh, it's usually in the ev- sometimes the evening times throughout the week, and then Sunday we always have the, most of the day, the entire day, to be able to work with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every now and then I'll take the Monday off of B work and she'll take the Monday off of her nine to Mm five and we'll sew it together. And sometimes these weekends have like two or three projects that get Mm -hmm. filmed all in one go. Yeah. And, you
1: know, I think that's the funny thing about uh, projects too, is like sometimes, I mean, the project and the initial filming Mm -hmm. sometimes are like take the least amount of time. Right. It's the editing, the promotional mm-hmm. stuff, the instructables, and by the way, just real quick, I I remember seeing the uh, the Christmas gnome <laughs> that you guys made, <laughs> and I didn't and I didn't realize that was you guys. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm like awesome so and that one like first prize uh mm-hmm. on the christmas ornament so i saw the awesome. christmas
0: gnome before i knew who you guys were by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, oh, point that clearly out. I did <laughs> as well so uh,
1: so very very cool but anyways um uh, but yeah but no i think that's like sometimes like the actual filming mm-hmm. a, a lot of times for me the filming and the project itself is the least amount of time
2: I think for us, that really depends on the project. Like yeah, we, yeah, we, we're right. still not consistent. We're getting about a video out a week about, I would say we're mm-hmm. probably averaging about three a month right now. And we're still not saying, you know, Fridays at noon is when we're going to release a video just because sometimes we get behind or something like that, right? We're trying to stock up content right now is what we're actually trying to do because now that we've moved a little into sublimation and we're not staying there, we've got other woodworking projects that are, you know, we already got the materials for it in the garage, but sublimation is a much faster process, right? There right. is some planning on the graphics, but truly, once you have the graphics down, it's printed out, press it, and it's a fairly quick process. And so we've been trying to knock out one and a half to two on our one day off. And so we can actually start building up a library of content that's ready to go. So we can try to work toward that consistency, but we do have a woodworking project coming up and we know... We're not going to knock that whole thing out in a day just because you're going to have dry times and cure times and that sort of thing. So we're trying to be a little more strategic now with keeping the quick and easy videos coming and also continuing to work on those larger, bigger, more creative projects that we used to do as well.
3: And we actually have a little bit of an accord going on too, where after we have the majority of the filming done, I take care of all of the cooking.
0: (laughs) And she does a lot of the videography work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: I like it. Do you generally do the cooking or is it who does that job and how good are they at it? Let's be honest. No, no, we can, no, so we're all friends here.
1: Literally. Like, well, are you trying to cook in, in the mug? <laughs> like, like, uh, no more cooking like like in mug presses. We don't talk about that. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. so she, glad he did
0: that.
2: I really am.
0: She. That was so great. funny. That was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, shoot. I've never told I've never told the story about it, did I? I don't think so. The night you guys were talking about it mm-hmm. on the on the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um I was already in bed and I got a message from Justin. <laughs> and it's like, "Hey, listen, we're working on we have a wacky idea and it involves a mug press and we know you got one. Um you got a few minutes?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm already asleep." He's like, "All right." And then it, that was it. That was all we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I see him making grilled cheeses in his mug yeah. press. I was like,
2: damn it. <laughs> Alright. That was a fun Zoom call, because that, that was one of the night ones. Because, oh you know, they, they switched between morning and night, and that was the night one. Everyone was having a little cocktail. And they kept trying to ask me to cook in it, and I'm like, I think that would no. be hilarious, and I really want someone to do this, but I actually plan on using mine, and I'm afraid that we're going to break right. it, and <laughs> right. I don't want to pay another $200. <laughs> if yeah, you could exactly.
0: Even, if you could even get one, by the way. Yeah, they are hard I'm to just going to point out, you still can't get them at know, either of the Michaels near me. Forget I'm it. So not pr- happening. But I, like, I'm so surprised by how many people...
1: In our space, have them c- because of that. Because you, I mean, I've it's, heard that from not just you, Vince, and I've heard that from a lot of people. But like a, you, you, you guys have them. Vince, you mm-hmm. have them bear Make it. There's like a ton of people that
0: have it's them. It's a gateway drug. It is. And yes. that's this is where I think this is why I think so. You guys did. You guys did the the twenty seven twenty video, which I've pointed mm-hmm. a million people Thank to. You. I still think it's one of the best explanations ever. And apparently, a lot of people agree because it's got twenty seven thousand views <laughs> on it. It's awesome. Um, congrats, yeah. by the way. Yeah. About a week ago, you dropped another one. Mm-hmm. Because you <laughs> bigger is better, and you, <laughs> but i'm very I'm very interested to how this conversation went down and i'm I'm gonna say this out of friendship
4: mm-hmm.
0: um and I, I it might come off the wrong way, so Uh-oh. I don't mean it the way it may come off, but I'm genuinely curious. were you concerned releasing something that was so similar to your prior video? And I know that this one was sponsored, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering how that conversation went down because. I would have, I would be worried naturally because it's like, oh, we we just did this and now we're kind of doing mm-hmm. it again. So close. I mean, it's not so much that you're kind of doing the same thing; it's that you're doing it so close to when you did it mm-hmm. last, and the last video popped off. Right. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of moving parts. You know, I'm just curious how that all went down, and we, did you have any concerns about it?
2: I mean, I, well, first of all, I think anytime you work with a sponsor, your concern is, you know, is this going mm-hmm. to deliver for them? Right. right, so so that is a concern. We were very upfront um, with the sponsor, which was Hippo Inc. I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and shout them out because uh, the product really is um, amazing. Um, what the way that went? Their
0: bottles are brilliant. Oh yeah,
2: Sorry. yes, yes, and that's <laughs> yeah. that, that's another thing I definitely want to talk about if we're gonna you know dive mm-hmm. a little deeper into the sublimation. But they actually reached out to us after our mug press video where we did the Tumblr and the mug press, which was like the video that just our first video that exploded for our exploded, size channel at that off, time, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they said, you know, we'd love, you know, why don't you introduce your audience into the you know wider world of sublimation? And we're we had already can we had just converted because we we filmed the conversion of the 2720 at the same time we did the mug press video, but we put the mug press video out first, knowing mm-hmm. that we were gonna follow up with the 2720. And we're like, listen, full disclosure, we already converted one. That video like we're literally about to press publish on that. And, um, but you know, we're really interested in trying out your ink, right? Cause there's so many sublimation inks out there
4: mm-hmm. and to
2: be able to try another ink and to be able to compare them, uh, we thought would, would be a great opportunity. And so we're really excited. And he said, you know, we're coming out with these new eco fit bottles, which is why we wanted to do another, uh eco tank with it because this was their new ink their um previous version of their ink which is great for the cartridges and stuff does come with the syringes vincent i know you said that's how you ended up doing yours was oh, yeah. with syringes oh,
4: yeah. um
2: but you know there are people who will buy the 2720 there are people who will buy the fifteen they they're pretty similar i think a few things like open differently on on the printer itself Mm-hmm. Um, but we were really excited to try out the ink, and um, we we do think much like with the twenty seven twenty video, it takes a while for it to really get into like the search algorithms and stuff. But you know, we, we've right. seen search really kind of pop up on what's starting to drive traffic to it, and um, yeah, we weren't really concerned about the closeness of them. We're just excited about having another ink to test and showcase.
3: And of oh, course, sure. it's a lot. Uh, more massive of a printer. I mean, we really yes. needed something that was capable right. of doing that 13 by 17 for some of these larger
2: mm-hmm.
1: projects of sublimation that we're t- attempting.
2: Yeah, because how, yeah, how,
1: uh, so what is the difference? So the 2720 versus the 15,000, like what's the size difference? Can they,
2: yes, yeah, so the 2720 will do the widest, it'll do is eight and a half, so it'll do okay. Eight and a half by 14, apparently it can do eight and a half by, you know, infinite, but I don't know where you find that kind of sublimation paper.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good point. So the,
2: the Ecotank 15,000 will go up to a 13 by 19. So oh,
1: wow. That is, that is bigger. That's I mean, that's, yeah. like that's bigger you know, than t-
0: Tabloid. Yeah. Tabloid's 11 by 17, mm-hmm. so 13 by 19 yeah. is massive. And what you'll yeah, and that's, that's a significant difference, right? Yeah, it,
2: it is. And what you'll find is that, you know, especially if you like sublimating tumblers – To do a full wrap on a 30-ounce tumbler, you need 11 by 17 paper. The Mm 8.5 by 14 is not going to do a full wrap top to bottom on a 30-ounce tumbler.
1: Interesting. So it'll do
2: the 20s. And that's immediately what we realized because I had bought a few 30-ounce tumblers and a few 20-ounce. I was like, well, let's try a 30-ounce because we had kind of messed up a lot of the 20 ounces when (laughs) we were doing that original mug press test.
0: That's probably why so many people do those tumblers in white because then you can kind of you can kind of cheat a little bit and you get a little more by just mm-hmm. splitting the pattern in half yeah. and just kind yeah. of mm-hmm. okay. So if you want to do like a full wrap with full color all the way around, mm-hmm. you definitely need more. Got it. Or okay. you can
2: piece it together, right? But I think that's going to take mm. really high level you have to of seam be a surgeon. techniques. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right.
0: I mean, <laughs> a in a, in the, in
1: the, even if you are really, really like intricate. It
0: still probably won't be perfect. Mm-hmm. You're never going to line it up, right? It's just, right. Nobody's that good. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. You're not that good. You have to be. But, uh, back back to the uh,
1: um, sponsor comment too mm-hmm. is like I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I think I think one of the things, and again, I'm speaking from someone that has I've had I've just worked for products, uh, mm-hmm. so I've never been sponsored. But um, I do think it's it's one of those things where you can control it. So if you're honest with it, honest with them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. this video did this, and I can't promise you anything, but I'm like, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's an ex- a perfectly acceptable thing mm-hmm. in this arena. I don't know. i like, I understand that. I mean, I'd be super. I'm super anxious anytime I put out anything that has any kind of brand with a, a, as well. Mm-hmm. But like, I I agree. It's not it's not our responsibility. If I put out the same quality video and I put out the same, you know, information and stuff like that. It's up to the algorithm then, right? So yeah,
2: yeah, you know, and there are things you can do, right, to try to get a little more visibility. And also, I mean, obviously, this, this is right. a printer and a product that we're going to continue using in our videos, mm-hmm. right? So that that's definitely one is it's not a one and done for us. I mean, we love right. the Ecotank fifteen thousand. We truly do love the the Hippo Ink uh, and their paper, which is coming soon. Uh, as well. So, I mean, there's so many opportunities for us to continue promoting that now that we've set up that printer that, you know, we hope it'll definitely be, you know, usually beneficial for us and for them.
1: Well, I think that's the other thing too, is that's why you work with brands that you actually care about and believe Mm -hmm. in because that's that's the added value or the continued value that you can deliver to them. Even if Mm -hmm. the first thing doesn't pop off, you you believe in the product so you can continue to right. use it and and give them that you know give them that benefit so absolutely yeah.
0: I, I love that you guys had the maturity when you were talking a few minutes ago saying that you um you you're not necessarily pigeonholing yourself into only doing sublimation mm-hmm. stuff and i can it's funny because you know your your temp, the temptation would clearly be there right mm-hmm. you would sit there and go well clearly people come here and they want to see this mm-hmm. and it would be so tempting to just basically turn right. just my diy into just might sublimate every damn thing we can get our hands <laughs> on until we've sublimated the dog so ooh.
1: actually <laughs> I mean, where's that no, spray? I'm sure with next the right, video <laughs> i'm sure
0: with the right spray you probably could but it's 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 interesting that you've you've already kind of you know because you do have a relatively young channel mm-hmm. but you've already decided like this is going to run while this is the thing we want to do and then the next thing's going to come along and that's the thing that we're going to do it's not going to be we're going to just try to ride you know popularity of what people right. want and i actually really respect that quite a bit it's I it's think, a hard, I think that's hard what decision helps to go make in long long run right yeah total on
1: game that's what's going to actually make make it possible to last right
3: yep and it's going to be an interesting project because everything that we're learning how to do like we learn how to do resin and we apply it to one project and we learn how to use a cricket we apply it to a project with resin Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be able Mm. to take the sublimation concept and apply it to a project with vinyl and resin while building something Mm -hmm. and possibly, you know, start cross combining these concepts so everything appears in everywhere and it's not an isolated skill set. Right. This could go it really yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: And that's really interesting because that, when we first got the cricket, which we only got our first cricket in July of last year, it was actually like my birthday oh, present wow. to myself was a cricket. And it's
1: so embarrassing that they've had it for so much less time than I have, Vincent, and they've done so <laughs> much more with it. That. That's so embarrassing. <laughs>
4: wow. But,
2: you know, when we got it, the thought was this will enhance our more traditional projects that we do. And I say traditional very lightly because we've done some crazy stuff. But our, our woodworking and stuff like that, like this will enhance that. We didn't buy mm-hmm. it solely for what most people get a Cricut for probably, which is, you know, to do the paper crafts and the vinyl crafts mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. We bought it to be additive to our other tools that we have in the shop. And then, of course, once you buy a Cricut, though, and then you start getting in the Cricut groups on Facebook, you're like, I want to make glitter ornaments, too. And, <laughs> you know, it, it does kind of explode. Luckily, we have used it the way we originally intended to, but it also pulled mm-hmm. us more into that crafting side of making, uh, mm-hmm. which is so much fun. You know, we learned how to make stickers, which we didn't even think a year ago that we'd be Love able to make our stickers. own die-cut <laughs> stickers, right? Um, right? And it's such a versatile tool, but
1: well, – one of my favorite projects of yours... Sorry, Daniel. Oh, go uh, ahead. Just interrupted. One of my favorite projects of yours is the uh, world map end table or the end of the well, world table. I was that, actually going to ask that. Daniel likes to uh, put it. <laughs> that um, was your first cricket project, table, right? <laughs> <laughs> the end of the world table. Um, <laughs> but, I love that one. But, yeah, but I love... So, I mean, what I loved about that was... Uh, was both the problem solving, like the fact that you guys admitted that you did not do you. it right on the first try <laughs> but i never would have i never would have thought of using vinyl mm-hmm. as like as a as a permanent thing and then putting a uh resin over mm-hmm. that like to me that was like it it's opened up ideas for many many projects that i'll Probably never do, but I'm really <laughs> excited about those. <laughs> the concept of those.
2: It's fun to think about them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: I think uh, that's an interesting perspective, though, because I think a lot of people buy something like a Cricut. Yeah. Or, I mean, just extrapolate it to any of my other robots the 3D printer, the CNC, the laser. You know, you buy these things, and it's like, I'm going to make a project with just this. Mm-hmm. And all my projects are going to be just this. And I don't think I bought any of the robots that I have. With the intention that they were going to be the project they were they were tools Mm -hmm. to reach the end by incorporating them into workflows that i was already doing or things i was already making like the primary use of my laser is engraving coasters and cutting boards that i've already made using other means Mm -hmm. i rarely ever make something that's just a glowforge project Mm -hmm. i i i can count on one hand the number of times i've done something on oh this is a glowforge project Mm -hmm. it's partially a glowforge project it's partially a cricket project Mm -hmm. i've used vinyl in a lot of projects but that wasn't the entire project wasn't just making vinyl i mean what what, i get why people like doing it it's cool but it's like that's not the project Mm -hmm. the project involves vinyl so i have the vinyl cutter in case i need it Mm -hmm. you know and i like i like that that's your attitude because as long as that's your attitude all the machines are going to get used Right. as they're needed, rather than you trying to shoehorn a need into the tool.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's also how you're going to use them in more creative ways that, mm-hmm. that way, because you're not using them in the, I'm not just making, and there's nothing wrong with it at all, mm-hmm. but there's, no. you're not just making them into signs, you know, signs, needs, right? right? It's
0: right. all about needs. If, if right. your need is, if your need is to make, you know, beautiful. I, okay. I was watching this person on one of the cricket Facebook groups, years ago and all she did with the cricket this is all she did she would buy a million blades because this eats blades but she was making these very intricate cut greeting cards Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and they were gorgeous like they were so delicate i don't even know how she got this stuff to pop out the middle without ripping every single card she made but she somehow figured it out Mm -hmm. and i was like see for her the cricket is the tool that's it there's that's not that's not my world. I can res- I can respect and appreciate what she's doing, but that's not my world mm-hmm. at all. And then I see other people who are literally. I watched someone once, and I forgot what they were doing, but they needed a dot pattern on something they were doing, and they're like, "I'm just going to use the cricket." And they made a sheet of dots, and they just stuck it to the project. I'm like, "Yep, that's it. That's what the cricket did. It made <laughs> dots." <laughs> like. And you think about it, it, you go perfectly, yeah, and And that's exactly why those machines are so versatile. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, they fit into a workflow. Mm -hmm. If you have a need, you could probably get this machine to do it for you. Yeah, it's, but it's,
1: I think I find that Cricut and any of these machines, lasers, Mm three D printers, CNCs, I, I, uh, it's exactly that, though, Vincent. It's like when you start to think about them as tools and not just like the the vehicle of what they do mm-hmm. it's it changes the game because you're like i need i need i need vinyl dots yeah what right? kind of machi- <laughs> like what machine do i had to do that right i need dots. it's not like what can i do with my cricket it's mm-hmm. like
0: do, does that make sense like yeah, just, I'll, yeah i'll give you a great example i'll give you a great example so this project i just finished for the customer the one i redid so it had an engraving on it now my instinct was well i'm gonna fill that engraving with resin
1: mm.
0: i could do it on Tweaky. Well, if I put that on Tweaky, I have to make sure that that thing is dead center or it's going to be a complete train wreck. But I know if I put it in the Glowforge, it's not going to go as deep, but it's also going to be exactly where I put Mm -hmm. it. And I don't have to worry about my idiocy trying to center it. Right. Mm -hmm. I put it on the Glowforge and sure enough, I think I was probably about a 32nd of an inch off of where I wanted it to be. And I was high, not... Left wow, or right. So I could do look what I could do while i no. So I was like 32 Smoking. a 32nd 30 of an inch higher than it needed to be. And I was like, yeah, no one would even there's no way I would have gotten that with the CNC. I don't care how right. good I think I am. You can't mm-hmm. measure that accurately. You mm-hmm. just can't if you're a human being. And yeah, the, the well for the resin wasn't as deep as it would be with the CNC. But you know what? It didn't matter because I wasn't putting a lot of resin in it. Right. But and you sit there and you, you look at your tools and I could have forced What's it. What's the best to, way I can do it with what right. I have? And right. And I could have easily forced the CNC to do this, right? Mm-hmm. But it also would it would have taken longer. It would have taken two bits. It would have taken setup that might not have worked. But then I had the Glowforge right next to it. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Why the hell am I even looking at the CNC? I just do this on the Glowforge and just hope for the best. And it works, right? Right. And I think because I didn't try to shoehorn the CNC into the workflow, and I think a lot of people they'll get these tools and it's like, okay, how do I use this tool for this project? Well, I
1: have to make it. I have to use it to make it worth my investment.
0: Exactly. Right. I I've seen it with, um, especially with more expensive tools like something like a Domino. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get a Domino. And it's like, well, every tool has to have dom lo- loose tenon joinery. Now it's like, well, okay, but you're literally making a cutting board. You're trying to make shit fit that doesn't actually fit, you know. And I like that. I like the way you guys like. Oh no, this would be really cool for finishing this project. That we're gonna we're gonna do the whole project, but then we're gonna also add a little bit of flair with the cricket, mm-hmm. rather than right. the cricket is the whole project. That's I think right. that's. I almost feel like, damn it, that's the right way. Like, I just want to grab everybody, and go get the robot, do the cool stuff with the robot. But the robot isn't it. Like, yeah. you don't have to use it every don't, time.
1: Yeah, don't let the project, don't let the tool dictate the project. But, right. Yeah, oh, that's good, Ethan. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Damn. My dude. <laughs> All right, I'm out. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> he's, he's pulling a Costanza, guys. He's quitting on top. So are there are there any projects? Are there any projects that you've done or videos that you've done? And you're like. Well, that worked out way better than we thought it was going to. Like, are there any that just surprised you where you went, "Wow, wasn't expecting that, but cool."
2: The bar cart we made oh. out of a firewood rack.
0: Oh, I love that, <laughs> that, I love really
1: that one. Cool that was early too that was really early That's
2: really early I mean that
1: that that was that was one I had to go back and see but I saw it
0: of course because it involves booze and you're an alcoholic
1: (laughs) yeah true true true. yeah
2: that was one we we needed a place to put the alcohol because Mm. the wine and the liquor bottles not that we we have so
3: much not that we
2: have so much you guys you guys
1: aren't drinking fast enough that's (laughs) the problem guys there you go
2: we're we're bad. We're bad at drinking, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just taking up room on the counter. We had this cutout um, in the counters where I guess a chair or a trash can or something's supposed to go. I'm, I've never really understood that that cutout in the cabinet structure, <laughs> but it, it's the perfect place to put the alcohol. But I wanted it to be more than just, hey, let's just slap a shelf in there, right? Because we're never going to match mm-hmm. the stain we didn't put in these cabinets, And so we're like, okay, bar cart. And I remember this was one of those nights, um, Ethan, I think you were talking about this earlier, like where you just stay up all night and you're thinking, 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 like what's going to work? And so I probably was having a glass of wine. Daniel had already gone to bed. And I was like, I want it to be round. Everything in the kitchen is so square and I'm all about balance. Like if everything's really modern, yep. you want to add something rustic. If everything's mm-hmm. square, you need something round. Like you need that balance to, to fill out the space and everything was so square in the kitchen. So I was like, okay, we need something round. And then I want it to be metal. And I was coming up with this idea in my head, and I was like, okay, okay, well, we can't bend metal. We're not metalsmiths. We're not, we don't work with metal at all, so how can we make something out of metal? And then I started thinking, well, what are round metal things? And that's where I landed on the firewood rack, and I was on Amazon all night. And then the next morning, Daniel's like, so did you figure it out? And I was like, we're going to make a round bar cart out of metal and he's like how I are we have bought to-? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I had three on the way because i'm the like buy oh three God. and return the ones that don't work um <laughs> I and love that. his reaction
3: so normally i'm the one who's trying to help make a project a little bit more better or enhanced <laughs> or something like this and i was like the only way we can make this better is to not do it <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> uh, you gotta clap that was, when I clap I'm really, I'm really happy
2: but it was just one of those I had that vision in my head it was one of those crazy yeah. ideas and I was like I know that with his ingenuity with his mm-hmm. figured out skills
3: and I trusted her and I went along with her plan and <laughs>
2: And it and worked. It did. It did. So this is the it, pleasant it totally surprise does. at the
3: end. Yeah. Is, I was like, once it finally came together, I was like, oh, I get it now.
1: <laughs> I could totally see though. I can totally see how that could be like work in a in a space where everything else is very square. Like it's it's not overly overpowering, but it mm. everything about it is kind of roundish. Right. Like yeah, it, it works. It totally does. Yeah. It's it's an
0: absolutely beautiful piece. I mean, yeah, for sure. It, the, I I feel like. It just it worked. I, I would never in a million years have thought to do right. what you did <laughs> same, with it. Name one hundred percent, and it's yeah. absolute genius. It's yeah. it really is beautiful. It's, and what what I love about it, it's got that vibe that I love that repurpose vibe. And I know when when Jimmy always talks about Jimmy DeResta always talks about the one thing he hates more than anything, and I gotta disagree with him but the one thing he hates more than anything is like when somebody buys like an antique singer sewing machine and they get those beautiful ornate cast iron Mm -hmm. or wrought iron Mm -hmm. legs and they rip the top off and they throw the sewing machine away and they just turn those legs into like a you know like an end table or something i always look at those and go damn those are cool as hell and i know he cringes every time he sees them but when i see something that's like a different purpose, like a firewood rack yeah. as a bar cart. I'm like, this is just awesome. Like, well, I love this. That and that's what I. That's what I started.
1: Vincent is like that kind of repurposing things. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you, and and I understand what Jimmy is saying with that. I think part of that comes from just you've seen it too many times. It's like river tables. Like,
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah, I never you, you know, I never you thought just,
1: of you that. Get, you get you. Yeah. You're just so it. It becomes such a thing. That then it becomes not as creative or not as unique. Um, I never even whereas, of that. like if you if if you if you had only seen that one table that was made out of the. the- <laughs> the sewing machine legs right you'd be like that's that's awesome and i so
0: there is something to be said for that too but i always thought it was just his fetish for old machines that was coming through but i never even thought of it that way like yeah kind of the way i talk about river tables which yeah your river table's not beautiful whoever's making them they're beautiful i'm sure
1: they are exactly it's it's just (laughs) one of those things where well we and we said it before too is Mm -hmm. like we're, we're tired of them. <laughs> we're tired of them, but the rest of the world has still yet to see them, and clearly it's not. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the rest right. of the world is clearly not tired of them yet. Exactly, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what is like? What is the next? What is the next? Um, the next project. Like, what's the the next area you guys want to dabble in that you haven't dabbled in yet?
2: So there, there are a couple. There's one that Daniel's really excited about, so mm-hmm. I'm going to let him tell you about that.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> Alright, so so while we don't film these things, I'm, I'm a little bit of like an auto enthusiast as well. Oh. And okay. So cool. I'm always, like, I always have, not always, but most of the time I have some sort of project waiting to happen to my truck or when I used to have a motorcycle. And uh, one of those things was ceramic coating
1: the truck. Like, I oh. love it. It's like, it's like a wax job oh, for like three amazing.
3: years.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I want to understand this process. And yeah, this is really cool. I can't that get you into it tonight. But.
3: But cool. So we're, I'm not going to show anybody the ceramicing of a truck. I'm going to show the fact that I actually had two bottles of ceramic coating left over after I was done coating oh, no. the truck. And I was like, wait a minute. If this thing will coat a truck and do all this rain repellent stuff. What if I put it on everything? You know, like Frank's <laughs> Red Hot without the swear word. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> Will it Cerakote? So, so next... <laughs>
3: exactly. A video up to come is like, okay, so we actually did the sliding glass doors to the, the back deck. Mm-hmm. And ah. tested it out. And it repels rain like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're ah. trying to enhance on this concept of what else could use water repellency <laughs> This is going to oh. take us to another bathroom video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! Are you, are, are you going to put it into your plumbing so that when you take a shower, the the water just repels off your body? Or well, we're good. too far. It is that concept? too far? <laughs> okay, too far. All right. Oh, well, I mean, a little further.
3: If you just stop short of the plumbing and you have a toilet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so
3: think about this. Like, what if oh. you like you know start off with a brand new toilet? What you're not doing with all the. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can go ahead and stram it coats inside of that. And because it's not dealing with seventy mile an hour winds, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) I was gonna say it is you better really adjust your diet. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And you can think about it as like slicker than fill in the blank.
2: Yes. (laughs) <laughs>
3: oh
1: the, t- the t-shirt the merch is gonna be <laughs>
3: oh gonna get the, the merch
0: it. is gonna yeah. be lit like this is the greatest merch idea ever
2: and, and so the question really is with the toilet is does it keep the bowl cleaner longer
3: including that hard water stain that comes around the ring of where your water oh, line God. is
2: yeah
0: that's the worst by the way yes. that's the worst part because that is unavoidable and even if your toilet is perfectly clean, mm-hmm. that will make it look well, filthy like you absolutely. don't take care of it. It's,
1: it's because, yeah, it's the stuff in the water,
0: right? right? Right. And we have, we have, I'm very lucky in this house. We don't have hard water. Mm-hmm. But the house, when I lived with my parents before I moved into this one, well, before I moved out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, did we have hard water like mm-hmm. that orange color? Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it like the water dries and it looks like you spilled iced tea. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that was water why is it that color yeah. what is going on in this place but wow that's a really interesting idea yeah. i never would have oh wow theoretically the-,
3: the ceramic fills in all the micropores and there shouldn't be much left for it to grip onto whether you're talking about so- water stains or otherwise
0: <laughs> oh wow
2: <laughs> stay tuned and we'll let you know if that is actually the case we haven't we haven't done the coating yet but that's definitely
1: if you ceramic list. Coding- you're gonna have you, you better do this before Wednesday, because <laughs> everyone's, yeah, gonna,
2: everyone's under- gonna like jump before us <laughs> yeah, on this.
0: Yeah. Guys, if you're gonna ceramic coats, you're gonna ceramic coat something. How about dentures? Like you'd no. never have to brush your teeth. No, no,
3: no, no, no. Okay, a lot <laughs> of these you. What
1: about? Why do I need no, dentures? No, no, no. And I just want to put it on my teeth right now. Brush <laughs> it on. So
3: on this, on this slightly serious note, this cannot go on any food or mouth-related right. internal products because I, I just have All to right. say straightforward. It is right. lead. It has lead and cadmium and other bad toxic chemicals in it that you know are okay for plumbing, but it's not okay ingested so yeah they're okay to note. flush
0: down the toilet yeah yeah i was wondering i was thinking like you could probably do like shower doors or something but mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to be coming in contact with runoff yeah, from it, it right. just really the runoff from it
3: is okay but you don't want it in your mouth or your your mouth acids are going to eat it
0: mm, good point so oh, like
3: you, you know it's it's fine like we're thinking about putting it on the on the commode on the you know, they on the sink, the mirrors, the even the countertops. As long as you're not cutting on oh, your man. countertops,
2: yeah. would
0: it keep your mirrors from fogging? Oh,
2: that Stay, really tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the answer oh, yeah, to that you got, question. Yeah, you should
1: test that. That <laughs> oh, would be the be, <laughs> best. That would be <laughs> huge.
0: This is a really cool idea, actually. This is the yeah. kind of idea that you just go, oh, wow, that is wow no one's thought of that one before all right and now i'm gonna move. have to
2: edit that video pretty soon
0: yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have a feeling i know what's coming right she's
3: like i don't want to put it in the video and now she has to put it in the video thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, when, you is, when is the next
1: episode of shark tank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's,
0: it's really funny because i've seen so much of ceramic coating usually i mean usually see it with firearms that's what where the big Cerakote industry is. In fact, um, there's a company um, studio neat. They make something called the glyph, which is basically a really nice clamp for your iPhone that you can use. It has a quarter 20 screw hole on the bottom. I have two of them. I keep one in my bag at all times and I have one in my camera kit and they make a whole bunch of really crazy stuff. And one of the things that they were going to make a couple of years ago is they were going to make a pen that was Cerakoted. And this that was the big thing that's like, yes, this is from a, this company does firearms and they're going to do these pens for us. And they were ceramic coated pens. They were basically billing them as indestructible. Huh. And it's like, wow, that is. Mm. So I've been seeing like ceramic coating coming up a lot. And then you start seeing all your firearms friends are really into ceramic coating. And now you're starting to see these kits for cars. I have a friend that just did. He has a Tesla. He just did his Tesla. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's the last time I'll ever have to think about that. And it's like. This is a really cool thing and I really wish I'd done it to my truck before it got all scratched up, but it's really, really neat technology. It's so interesting to see. And it looks like when, what on the old episodes of Knight Rider, when Kit would start the episode and be completely clean and have that deep, rich black, like that's what your car ends up looking like afterwards. It's so fascinating. I'm very excited about this video. uh, Vincent, can
1: we just talk about the fact that how many, uh, photos and messages i got when we talked about the night rider bike and power wheel
0: oh my god yeah we you know we should talk about that for one second i did not know your bike existed and we did get quite a few people sending us pictures of it
1: everyone sent the power wheel which the big wheel which 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 we also which i also had or my brother also had and then was handed down to me as everything is a younger (laughs) brother yes
0: of course but that's the way it works but
1: but i uh, we also had an actual bike.
0: And I don't think anyone sent that. I got one picture of it. Did you? All right. I did. I got one picture of it. Yeah. That thing was awesome. Other people were talking about it. So apparently this was a thing that I just didn't know existed. And it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. In case, for those of you that aren't caught up a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, I started watching Knight Rider end to end from season one, episode one, which by the way, I am now on season three, episode 13. How many seasons are there? Only four. It okay. seems like that show was on forever, but here's yeah. why: season one, two, and three were 22 episodes each, which is okay. That's a unheard lot of episodes. <laughs> of. It's unheard yeah. of that that show had that many episodes, but yeah, wow. Oh, sorry. All right, back to the show. Back to the show. Yeah, <laughs> the night our Night Rider break is over. I did say a couple of weeks ago that we would talk about Night Rider, and then I didn't even mention it again. But oh, well, I am just go. I am catching. So there's a YouTube channel called Night Rider Historians. If you're into Knight Rider at all, just watch his channel. I mean, you want to see someone... What I love about the internet, and I'm sure we can all relate to this, but what I love about the internet is when people geek out over really specific things. Yeah. And this guy, well, this guy and his partner are super geeks about Knight Rider. Like, they bought a screen-used kit. They have a second one that they're restoring now, and they bought the semi from season three. Like, these guys are no joke. They have... Actual stuff that was used on the show, so you definitely need to check that out. Speaking of things, we need to check out.
1: <laughs> oh, look at that! Say, like, well, I, I just are the partners David Hasselhoff and Kit like, is that, are those the two partners that you're talking about? Because I really hope that's
0: the they have in the intro to their videos, they have David Hasselhoff getting out of one of their cars, and that's he was awesome. very excited to be in it. That's how cool the stuff right, that they do cool. is. Uh-huh. Good enough, good enough. Um. Speaking of cool things to get in and out of. <laughs> no, no, another good segue. Listen, Not bad. Not bad, yeah, right. not bad. Um, so, guys, what are your things of the week? So, first of all, do we have individual things of the week or do we have a group thing of the week? That's the big question.
2: We have individual Things of the Ooh, week. Ooh, I like. Ooh, I like.
0: I like when couples bring individuals. Yeah,
2: please. I mean, it's I, double, I. It's double the that. things. Because <laughs> we oh, no. we talked about. Well, I think my thing of the week will be X and. You know, the other person's like, yeah, this is what I'm thinking. But the way Daniel's looking right now, I'm not quite sure he was prepared for the assignment. <laughs> he's, like,
0: he's like, Somebody night, didn't night read writer. the book and tried to write the book report. <laughs>
2: night I mean, my we've thing talked about it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we have talked about it, but there's so many things. Like, yeah.
0: like how do you pick a week. Week one? No, it, mm. you, I'm sure. I mean... If you're Ethan, you're never going to have one. It's going to be like twenty things. Yeah, and he'll, he'll or narrow or it down half. to two yeah.
1: or a half. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I never. Like I'm never. I never. By the way, have you have spent. you checked
0: out the mint yet
1: or no? The mint. I mean, I've I've used it. Oh, okay. You 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 because
0: you hadn't. I don't think
1: you'd used no, I, it. I'd used it, but I hadn't. I hadn't fully used it. Kind well, like
0: you hadn't used yeah, I it. Well,
1: I hadn't fully like. I okay. I played with it. All right. So recap from the mint real quick. <laughs> uh, no, it it, it it is. It's good. I, I still think it's like you have to have the, you have to have a really hard surface underneath it. The, gotcha. the thing about the mint is it has a very like uh, low pressure um, threshold. So like if you push, if you push it too hard, it's basically like a silk screen okay. stamp. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So if you push it too hard, then too much gets pr- pushed. If you push it too soft, it doesn't get pushed. Whereas a normal stamp, if you, you know you ink it up and you push it as hard as you want it's gonna leave the gotcha. stamp that the way you want it so you have to kind of get the pressure right mm-hmm. for it for these but other than that i i mean it's i think it's a really cool product i i would highly recommend it um if you want like to make a few custom stamps it's probably not a like broad scale production stamp making thing and it's you know, you have to kind of learn how to use it. But yeah, no, I like it, Vincent. It's totally. it's it's cool.
0: And if you're not, and if you are looking for something a little more advanced, we know a guy, namely Dean Duplantis, who yes. does unbelievable yes. freaking stamps. It's it, aggravating how to, nice his stamps are. 100%, 100%. And I would uh,
1: 100%. If you want a stamp that you can just kind of rely on and, like, don't have to worry about, I would go with his stamps mm-hmm all day every day and i don't i mean that just because he's you know he's a friend of the show i really i think a regular stamp is probably still better than the silhouette the Mm -hmm. it's the thing about the silhouette mint is it's it's Nice for versatility, so you can make a lot of stamps.
0: I have the same tools and materials that Dean has, and I'm probably still going to get a stamp from him. Oh yes, <laughs> no, I, yeah, there's
1: no reason <laughs> for me to do this. Like no, no. I yeah. tried so three makes, times. They're amazing, they're amazing. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, yeah I,
0: I, I also want to get one from him. Yeah. So. Well, we, I have a feeling he'll hear this and then go, "All right, what do what am what are we working <laughs> with?" Because that's just yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. So things of the
2: things, week. Things of the week. Yeah. Um, Packed. Pack. Yeah. So I'm going to do, I'm going to steal from Ethan and I'm going to do one and a half. So I'm going to start with my full one. And my thing of the week is just going to be the EcoTank printer. Like it doesn't matter which model you have, right? The 2720, I know there's like a 4760, you know, the 15,000, whatever it is. Like the EcoTank, the, the EcoTank is such an evolution, I think, in inkjet printers. Because like I always grew up on inkjet printers until last year. That's what we had for a regular printer. And the Mm -hmm. cartridges are always, they're drying out or they're malfunctioning or something's wrong with the chips, you know. And I've just never had a lot of luck with inkjet printers overall. But now that, you know, Epson moved to this tank system, it's so much more efficient. And, you know, whether you have it as a regular printer or whether you convert it over to a sublimation printer, it's just a great little printer, um, so of course I, Great. we highly, well, I highly recommend, and I'm not going to speak for Daniel converting it into sublimation because sublimation is so much fun and it's such an easy conversion, especially with the EcoTank, but yep. just EcoTank in general is my number one.
0: Cool. I actually, I completely agree with you, by the way, I was amazed at how easy it was to get really good results out of this printer. I, I, it blew my mind. I have been an HP person my whole life life mm-hmm. i not owned anything else but if i were to buy just one inkjet printer
4: mm-hmm.
0: i would probably get an tank yeah. for like for my house as my printer mm-hmm. like it's it's remarkable how much how much convenience they pack into this system it's 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 it changes your mind about how annoying ink cartridges yes. are <laughs> because i have had it's funny you mentioned the chip see this is it, these conversations are great because they confirm that I'm not insane. I have had ink cartridges that are full mm-hmm. stop working because the printer couldn't detect the cartridge. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't you detect the cartridge? I've never taken it out. I put it in the day I got it. I'll take 100%. it out when it's empty.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's, I've that's had the most
0: this, irritating thing in the world. Mm-hmm. That's why I got a color laser for the house, by the way, because I didn't want to deal with yep. this crap anymore. And from what I understand, you just don't have these issues with the eco tank because there is no chip. Mm -hmm. You pour the ink in, the head is on the head, and it just prints. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I completely agree. This is an excellent choice, and I actually back up your thing of the week. So there you you go. What's your half thing of the week? I'm 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 super excited about the half.
2: (laughs) It it looked like Daniel had something to say about my thing or something.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So one of the... Other things about with the tank is if you actually get enough of them and convert enough of them to sublimation, <laughs> then you actually get an eco tank for just regular inkjet printing. You have, like, years worth of ink saved up.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I got four of them sitting in the closet. I'm going, what am I going to do? I guess I'll just have to get another printer Aaron, in there. Yeah.
2: yeah, we have two full sets of just regular inkjet ink. And we're like, well, if we ever do get an inkjet, because we're, we're like you, Vince, you know, we have a color laser printer for our everyday printer. Mm-hmm. Um but then now we're realizing that there are some crafts like that we haven't yet explored like water slides, some of the heat transfer uh, vinyls and stuff that you can do mm-hmm. that require an inkjet. But of course we're like there's no way two people need four printers. But if we do if we do get a fourth it's going to be an eco tank and we have In my
0: house right now there are three printers. Nice. One eco tank, one weird. F- one photo inkjet <laughs> no, it's printer. Weird. And then a color laser. Oh, no, and I'm no, not counting. Here. I'm not counting the thermal printer that I mm-hmm. use for printing labels for my packages either. So yeah, yeah. there's too many printers. Yeah, for yeah. Oh, it's 2020. You don't need a printer anymore. <laughs> okay. You don't need a printer. You don't, you don't need one. You don't need a printer. You need four. Yes. You need four. Yeah, four. <laughs> yeah, four. Yeah, there you go. One. Yes.
3: One is the loneliest number. <laughs> You're gonna know order ink for it on your dial telephone? Stop it! <laughs> dial rotary. Yeah, exactly. Hello, operator,
0: <laughs> get me AS 1136 um, okay. And what is your half thing of the week? So my half
2: thing is kind of tied to it, but it's a half thing because it's not available for purchase yet. It is something that we showed in our. Uh, Fifteen thousand conversion video it's the hippo sublimation paper
4: okay so they they
2: they're just coming out with their sublimation paper um it's going to start off being available in eight and a half by 11 as the only size we hear that they will expand past that but the hippo paper performed so well like you know a sub is great we do still recommend a sub But what we notice with the A-Sub, especially in the mug press, is that sometimes it leaves a little bit of the paper on the mug and you have to kind of wipe that off, like a little bit of a texture that's left on the mug. And we've noticed that a couple of times with the Hippo ink paper, we haven't noticed any of that residue uh, being left on, on the mugs. And it performs beautifully. It releases the ink beautifully. Uh, we're just really, really happy with that. So that is going to be my half thing uh, of the week.
0: Excellent. I'm going to actually give you another half for a thing of the week because we talked about this in on Instagram. Let me tell you something. I learned the hard way. Well, not the hard way, but the um, check the price way. Um, <laughs> I had some Kapton tape in my basement because uh, I do of yes. stuff. Okay. So I was curious. I was curious to see how much I get and for how much. Mm-hmm. So I bought a roll, it's like a 75-yard roll of three-quarter inch wide capton tape. And I paid like I think it was $13 for two rolls of it. Hmm. Okay. I looked at the cricket tape the last time I was in Michael's mm-hmm. and I almost had a stroke in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> it's like, it's like, was it like 36 yards? I think it is, or something like that. And it's like eight dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. So if you have a mug press and you want to get into sublimation after you watch um, Jay Z and Dan's videos, then by all means, get yourself some Kapton tape from Amazon. It works just as well. It probably works better because it's meant to go to higher temperatures mm-hmm. than the heat resistant tape that they sell. And it's a lot cheaper like, a lot. Like, I frame out when I make an individual graphic for the sides. Mm-hmm. I cut the square. I frame out the whole thing with tape because I just don't care. It's that cheap. It's cheap enough where you can just coat the whole thing with tape. And by the way, that residue from the paper, I had it on my first print. So mm-hmm. you're 100% right. You do get it on it. Yeah. When it stopped was when I started framing it out with the entire, like all the sides with Kapton tape and hmm. I don't get it anymore. So I think I just wasn't hmm. taping it or the cricket tape wasn't holding good enough
2: that no. is a good point yeah we'll we'll need to try out that tape when we it's get really good time. it's
0: like i said super duper cheap super cheap and that's that's the one thing i, I love the cricket supplies mm-hmm. but man they really do have to get their pricing <laughs> under control <laughs> yeah oh my God.
1: It, there's and there's some things with the cricket uh like supplies that i think is worth it mm-hmm. and but most oh, of it, 100%. The tools of are worth it. it. I think yeah. the tools the tool, are. Yeah, I think that, I guess that's probably it. what I'm talking about. Is yeah. Like, but the, the, you know, the.
2: You got to catch the materials on sale.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which
2: luckily okay, they right. do go on sale a lot. I remember when we first got the cricket and Joanne's was having a sale. And I was mm-hmm. like, I have to stock up right now because I'm worried that this stuff is never going to go on sale again. Right. Mm-hmm. It's right. always on sale. It, yeah, if it's yeah. not on sale at Michaels, yep. it's on sale at Joann's. If it's not on sale there, it's on sale on the Cricut website or Hobby Lobby. Like someone has a sale on these materials, so don't freak out and overstock like I do, unless you're just a crafting hoarder, well, like I am. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had uh, any I will say
1: the same thing, and and let's not tag them because I don't want them to stop this. But Sticker Mule, <sighs> like. Yeah. Never ever pay full price on stick Like, sticker meal. Yeah, you know, you'd have to be an idiot to pay full price on yeah, like sticker Like, it's, meal. I'm sorry. It maybe once a month, once every two months.
0: Like, just follow them on Instagram. That's exactly. all you have to do. Follow you, them on Instagram. You can get to 50 buy.
1: stickers for 19 bucks. You can get labels for nine bucks. Like, you, you can do it and just, just wait. Just wait. And it and you don't have to wait that long.
0: Not to stomp on Daniel, but I'm just curious. Um, have you guys had any luck? consistently with any of the non-Cricut materials, like the vinyl and stuff, because I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't had a whole ton of luck with the knockoff stuff. And I'm not even talking like only cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking straight up Oracle 651 and 631. Like I've had, n- I've not had great luck. I have better luck using the Oracle mm-hmm. stuff as a paint mask right. on my CNC than I do as actual vinyl. Um, and I do find that the cricket materials They are expensive, Mm -hmm. but the Cricut Premium Vinyl Mm -hmm. is really, really good—like exceptionally good. I I agree with
2: that, and that's the funny thing because you know when you first get a Cricut and you join the Cricut groups, you go for the recommendations. Everyone recommends Orcal Six Five One. Yeah, so much so that I almost just bought it in bulk.
0: I I did thinking that it was going to be good.
2: I am probably in the minority, but it sounds like you're there with me in that I can't stand six five one. I that It doesn't work. It doesn't weed well. It doesn't cut well on my machine. It doesn't
0: weed at all. It doesn't. And it doesn't stick to transfer paper. I don't understand it. I can't pull anything off the backing with it. So I
2: do like the the Cricut Premium Vinyl. I also like, and I don't know if it's Caesar or Sizer. um, Caesar. Caesar, yep. I do like Caesar quite a bit. Um, their
0: HTV yeah. is very good. I've not used anything. I think, I don't know if they only make no, they, HTV, they but they I have do used have their Can
2: you spell it? S-I-S-E-R. Yep. They make
0: great HTV. Yeah, they have great HTV, and they
2: have great adhesive vinyl that you can buy online as well, and you can buy it by the foot or by the yard or something like that. So I definitely recommend them. Now, the Oracle, I do like their clear is what we use over our stickers. So they're transparent- we use over our stickers and their aura mask which is what which oh, is their stencil oh, oh. it doesn't unroll very well like it bubbles like crazy it Doesn't stay do flat yeah yeah
0: it doesn't stay flat yeah. i hate that stuff yeah. i have two rolls of it it was the biggest mis- yeah. the biggest and most expensive <laughs> mistake i've yeah. made since i got the cricket i hate that yeah. stuff <laughs> Actually, Al from New York Woodworks set me straight on that crap in a hurry because mm-hmm. I was telling him how much um, I was telling him how much I was having trouble with it and how I've never gotten a successful cut with mm-hmm. it. And he said, he, "He goes, what are you trying to do?" I was like, "Well, I'm making something on the CNC. I want to just carve through it, paint what carves out, and then pull the whole thing off." He goes, "Nah, I don't use that." Mm-hmm. He goes. Go to, go to Michael's, go online, whatever. Get the cheapest permanent vinyl you can buy. The absolute cheapest crap you can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just any color, whatever's the cheapest, put that on the wood, cut through that. It's thinner, mm-hmm. it sticks better and everything. And you know what? He was 100% right. And that changed my life. I hate, I, I used to, I was a big Oracle booster mm-hmm. and, I, and I thought the problems were just user error. No, they're not. I don't like Oracle products yeah. anymore. Like I'm done with Oracle. like done, done. I have, I have so much Oracle vinyl. It'll, uh, it'll outlive the machine, but when it's gone, <laughs> it's not getting replaced. Like, that's it done. I'll spend the money on the cricket because and you know what they always say on the Michael's coupon, by the way, cricket, not included. Mm-hmm. That's not true. The materials are almost always okay with the coupons. Mm-hmm. You get almost always like if you go to the register with a bunch of bunch of vinyl rolls and you pay you use a coupon it'll come off it's the machines and the tools are usually what's not
2: i've not had that experience my michaels here is very adamant that if it says cricket not not even like your bonus points can be used for it
0: oh no 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 yeah in fact i just bought a roll of um i just bought a roll of black cricket vinyl this weekend as past uh this past weekend and i used my i used the coupon and my my rewards to pay oh, for it. okay so. i need to
2: come to your michaelson cuz mine's like no
0: <laughs> i'll ship it to you <laughs> there's, there's, there's. <laughs> there you go <laughs> cool okay dan i'm sorry we keep, keep... i know All right it's your turn <laughs> what's your thing of the week and we've given you by the way we stalled <laughs> enough so now you now you have actually had time I was gonna to hopefully say, come up with something i was going to
3: say caesar final no <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Caesar's cool. It's Oracle we hate. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. You got to be on the right team.
3: <laughs> um, so like, it's it's such a hard thing because like my week has been very short and long so far. I've been up since 4 a.m. doing those things mm-hmm. that I do, and uh, honestly, it's it's the
1: beekeeping thing. Like, okay. cool. I really, I know. I I love the fact that you guys. I did not know that you guys had bees, oh, but it's this not, is no, not fascinating. No. no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she really put you in your place. Like, nope,
0: nope, nope,
1: nope. This is all him.
0: Nope. Uh, this is I'm like Vanna
3: White. This is the lovely assistant. She loves to help make stickers and do branding and things yep. like this. But, you can know, I get a B? <laughs> Sorry. I'll send one I to you. <laughs> nice. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'll wrap it up in a box. It'll be <laughs> all excited really to see you. <laughs> excited. Excited. Super excited. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like me and my family, uh, my brother, and my dad have been working on keeping some beehives for the past two or three years now. Uh, the pandemic was really kind of like a little bit of a setback for the whole planning thing because, like, didn't know where money was coming from, so I wasn't about to start spending it on those little bees.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> More mouths to feed. No, thank you. Yeah, but they're supposed Don't to be feeding all your
4: money yes.
3: And- <laughs> yeah. yeah um and today was like the first time this year we actually harvested honey from them that's freaking wow. fantastic so congratulations pulled six gallons from two of the hives
0: and What? Yeah. yeah wait what six gallons is that really how much yeah. i had no i have no concept that's of how lot, much seems honey like you a get. lot of honey yeah really but wow. in the
3: grand scheme of things that if it ever makes a living two hives not gonna do it mm-hmm. you've got to have like like uh if you're gonna do it solo at least a hundred hives Each hive, you know, has the potential per year of like nine to 10 gallons and it depends on how you distribute it. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we are very much purists in our concepts. We don't like the addition of chemicals because there are certain bugs and pests and things you want to control in a, in a beehive that we just do not want to use chemicals for. Like they want to use a fumigating acid to get rid of mites, but really all you need is a mallet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Solve that problem. <laughs> you take a mallet to the side of your hive throughout the winter. It'll make the bees really no mad, problem. and then they clean house.
4: <laughs> Same
1: I mean, thing around like, here. It's like teenagers. You just have to. If you hit something, no, that sounded wrong. Right, That's wow. not wrong. That's not Damn. what I meant. That's not just what I meant got at Dark. All. <laughs> I know.
3: You hit the wrong you disturb, direction. I,
1: what I meant is, you disturb their hive, their bedroom, and then they. Never mind. I'm. I'm, just, I'm gonna. you are right, you digging a out.
3: deeper hole?
0: <laughs> yes. Put the Can, shovel down. Should we like cut this part out The <laughs> thing again. What was that? <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly. <laughs> put, the,
0: put the mallet down. Stop hitting the side of the hive. Everything is fine. How did? How did you like? I. I. It's such a specific thing. I'm so fascinated because, like, I feel like this is a thing that a lot of people, like Bob, was talking about it a couple mm-hmm. of couple of years ago that he had gotten into it too, and it's. I see a lot of like. There's a thing and apparently in like the hipster parts of Brooklyn where there's like urban beekeeping. Like that's become Mm -hmm. a thing now. And I'm I'm fascinated by this. Is this
1: is well it's also an issue. I mean, there's also like a bee shortage now, right? So
0: there kinda was. I think they've kind of repopulated a little bit, so it's not as bad as it was, but you're not
1: really genuinely concerned about urban
3: bees. I mean, I know there's like maybe suburban bees will come in useful. How about hipster bees?
0: I'm worried about <laughs> bee drive-bys and you know, like <laughs> stuff like that, like bees with really loud radios and stuff. Where there's but, one, I mean, there's
3: a thousand. They never come as just <laughs> one, <swan>. so it's, <laughs> you know, watch your back.
0: <laughs> wow, that's cool. Beekeeping of all the things, I uh, this is the first time anyone has been on the podcast at the time that they're on the podcast that they were actually into beekeeping. That's uh, I'm still fascinated by six. Ga- I'm trying to. Like, yeah, I'm, so I'm wait, looking, yeah, I'm thinking about How, many, how many hives, how many bees but
1: across your
3: yeah, family? Yeah, how many bees
0: does it take to get six, six gallons, gallons yeah. of honey? That's that's a good question.
3: So it's an equation. Uh, mm-hmm. 70,000 bees will get you about six gallons, or three gallons of honey, about six to eight weeks, depending on how your, your flowers are in the region.
0: What? I'm so uncomfortable right now. So are you telling me <laughs> that you have 140,000 bees? Just in those two hives. But we
3: actually have is closer to like two or three hundred thousand bees. But you don't really wow. count your bees. It's not like I'm sitting there like don't, don't count your bees before they hide. You go over. Okay, you, you can't. You just
0: like... walk over to the hive with one of those clickers or... and
3: <laughs> I see one. Oh damn, lost two,
0: track. It's like, and one of
3: them go gets wow. a haircut and votes twice. It's fine.
1: <laughs> how That's many a... bees are? How many bees are you gonna send to Vincent next week? That's what I really want to know. <laughs>
0: I have a bad feel if I get if I have a sticky box on my front steps <laughs> and there's a weird buzzing sound coming out of it. I'm totally not bringing it in the house.
3: Just, yeah, fair enough. But that would sustain amazing. the bees. I mean, they would be happy in that box all that mm-hmm. Probably.
0: Yeah, I I'm amazed. That's by very it. cool.
1: No, that is actually like. Not what I expected at all, but very, yeah, this very is, cool. I yeah.
0: like, I get one, I get near one, and I get all antsy. And just the idea <laughs> that there are like hundreds of thousands of them in any, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, cool. Hey, honey's cool. And this is a really cool thing. But yeah, this is definitely. I'm joining. I'm joining Jay Z on this. This is your thing, and it's awesome. It's awesome.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's
0: fascinating. It's awesome. I want no part of it.
3: (laughs) I'm not exactly happy having a few thousand of them come around me unless I'm actually (laughs) wearing a suit. Yeah. (laughs) So you know there are angry bees and there are happy bees and the angry Mm -hmm. ones you got to wear a suit for and this Mm -hmm. is actually the first year everyone who works on them got a a Christmas present of Mm -hmm. a bee suit. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) um, angry.
3: They're angry this year. Well, I mean, they're kind of always angry. That's their secret.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The the state of the world requires it. The state of the world just requires it. Ethan, your thing of Uh, the week. Yeah, my
1: thing of the week. All right. Mine's real quick. Uh, It's a simple one this week. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching this, but uh, do you guys follow Keith Decent? Of course. I
0: I am enjoying every minute of what he's been doing.
1: So he's been making rugs Mm -hmm. in the in the representation, I guess, Mm -hmm. of the popsicles, like the character (laughs) popsicles that you get from the creepy um, like popsicle uh, ice cream truck guy that drives around your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So if you ever got one, like you're looking at the side of the popsicle truck guy and you're like, oh, I love Batman like I love Batman I'm gonna get the Batman popsicle and you get it and you open it up and it just looks like it, the picture on the outside <laughs> looks like Batman and you open it up and it looks like Batman has one eye that has migrated between his like it's forehead amazing. and his like left like Batman horn. I don't know what you mm-hmm. call it like Ears? so he takes that t- takes that image and makes he's been making mugs I mean, mugs Rugs out of those designs, which is like so, it's hilarious to begin with, but then the fact, like, I've never really understood how rugs were made mass produced rugs were made.
0: Oh, oh, which is fascinating. fascinating. The Tufting gun is the coolest damn thing in the world. Is
1: that what it's called? That's what it's called. It's called
0: Tufting gun. Yep, so
1: freaking cool. But so, it's it's brilliant. Keith Deeson is hilarious, and he's been doing this uh like for the past like two weeks maybe mm-hmm. and he's done spongebob squarepants he's done batman and he did the um n- the ninja turtle was probably my favorite mm-hmm. that was actually the first one i saw but so, I, I, so it's hilarious I, I absolutely love the process too mm-hmm. so i think that's also why i love it but it's just super funny it's just like so funny and it's so Keith de-
0: decent and, and it's relatable like it, it, Everyone was that like, was a kid in the yes. '80s ish or the '90s ish knows what he's doing. Like, it's like, yep, that's what my pops looked like too. It looked like <laughs> right. Michelangelo the like they... Ninja Turtle with stigmata coming out of his eyes. Like, right, that's... right. Like
1: he, like he had like got something shot into his eyes. Some kind yeah. of weird drug got shot he's into his eye, blood. and he's like, crying, <laughs> he's crying, crying blood. It's right, or SpongeBob. SpongeBob was a meth head, and his teeth are now <laughs> messed up. Like that's like. The fun, it's it's oh super god. funny and uh i also like his interactions i don't know if you guys have seen his interactions with uh jimmy too jimmy's like oh my god he that was hates great. it he hates it and <laughs> he's like please don't make this and keith Season's like i'm gonna make it
0: so <laughs> i'm doing it
1: i'm doing so it so yeah. i actually
0: sent him i actually sent him one the other night i was chatting with him on instagram i'm like you got to do fat frog
4: Oh, yes. I loved yeah. Fat Frog, but every yeah. time
0: I got Fat yeah. Frog, his eyes were all cockeyed. Yep. The the candy coating on the M&Ms had just basically washed off But for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know how long this thing was sitting there sweating water that the candy coating color just came off, and it would just run down his face. And it looked like he was crying blood. Every time I got Fat so Frog, funny. it looked like he was crying blood, but yeah. – Dude, that's an excellent thing of the week. And I, yeah, actually, it's so funny. fantastic. And it's,
1: it's like, it's such a perfect thing for him. And it's just so hilarious
0: and, and well executed right. too. So. Yes. yep. Oh, I mean, well executed. You said Keith Deeson. well executed goes along with it. Yes, and exactly. Yeah. In case you have, in case you don't really know who Keith Deeson is, then shame on you. You should go back and listen to the earlier episodes of because we make, because he was one of my first guests before Ethan. I had Keith mm-hmm. Decent. So mm-hmm. there you go. Wow. Um, that's a good one, man. Mm-hmm. I, I really like yeah, them too. That,
1: I, I've been, I've been like laughing every time he comes out with a new one. I just like, cr- I crack up. It's so funny.
0: If so. you're interested, um, I'm just going to throw a couple of names out there too. If anyone's interested in the process of making rugs, there are two guys that I can refer you to that'll show you some really cool stuff. One of them is Schmood Brian Perrineau. I think that's how he pronounces his last name, but it's S H M O X D. He's on everything. He makes some of the best YouTube videos you'll ever see. He has the most chill vibe to him. He's a really cool dude. Um, He does embroidery. He does like um, dried flower and preservation and stuff like that. But lately he got a tufting gun and he's been doing rugs. And he just did a melted rug project. And it was great because he did it over the course of three videos because he kept having problems. And the final product is absolutely spectacular. He's a really cool dude. Um, If you want to see a rug made, the other guy that makes rugs, um, his name is Denzel. He's in the UK. Um, He goes by Curry Goat on on Instagram, C-U-R-R-I-E-G-O-A-T. And his rugs, my dude is just, he's an actual legit artist. So if you want to see, like, I mean, Keith Deason, I'm not taking anything away from Keith. Keith does amazing work. But if you really want to get into rugs, Schmude does them once in a while, but this is what Curry Goat actually does. Like, he does rugs on his channel, and they're unbelievable.
1: What if you want, like, a toupee? Like, do you have any recommendations? (laughs) I mean,
0: I'm sure they could put it in with a tufting gun. It might just look a little weird. I I want, like, a Ninja Turtle toupee. (laughs) Ninja Turtle or Popsicle toupee. There you go. That's... That's that's very on brand. <laughs> oh, man. oh boy. It's just getting out of control. Oh, this, here. Is, this is where we're getting at. at I can tell the air conditioner is our- off in here. Cause I'm just giggly. I am <laughs> yeah. dying in here. Um, okay. My thing of the week, my thing of the week is actually a productivity thing. It's not a YouTube video. It's not a YouTube channel. It is the one productivity app that I have come to rely on. Um, I was talking to you guys earlier and I, um, um, you guys mentioned that you were into Evernote and I was into Evernote too, but I always found like I was actually, changed... I said I was into Jimmy Derriss's. Oh yeah. Jimmy Derriss's screenshot to your email, which is actually yeah. not a bad way to do things no, by the way. Yeah. Um, most people organize their life around their email. So that's actually not that weird. Um, I actually was using Evernote and I found that I felt like I was conforming my work to fit into this like document and folder mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's, it works for people. I'm not, it actually worked for me, but it wasn't, I was fighting it more than I was functioning mm-hmm. with it. And I started using this. Um, Will Patterson, who's a graphic designer on Instagram, one of my favorite. Um, I mean, I love graphic designers in general. So, of course, he's going to be one of my favorite, but he recommended a couple of couple of months ago an app called Milanote. And Milanote is basically a free form project organizer um what's cool about it is you can upload files into it and store them with your project in like a board format so it's kind of like trello it's kind of like a lot of these free for kind of things but what makes it particularly cool is that they have apps for the iphone they're coming out with one for the ipad they don't have one for the ipad yet but you can use the website on the ipad it works fine where I really, really love it is when I'm working on design work for a client, I can keep a client in one board. And in that one board, I can have like a mood board. I can set, I can put color swatches if I'm doing like logo work or like Fusion 360 files or Adobe Illustrator files. You put it like an Adobe Illustrator file, it'll actually generate a preview in the board for you. So you can collect all the stuff related to a single project in the project on the board in Milanote. The free version limits you to 100, um, 100, I forgot what they call them. They they have a name for them, but they're like 100 things, I think it is. 100 cards, that's what it is. I'm not using 100 cards. When I finish with a project, it comes out of Milanote. So I'm living with the free version for now. When they come out with the iPad version, if it's good, I'll probably just pay for it just to pay for the year. But it is really good. It's enhanced my productivity and it's made me super organized. So if organization is a thing and you're not loving the document and folder mentality that a lot of these organizing apps use, I would definitely recommend checking out Milanote because the free app is pretty powerful by itself without ever having to pay for it. So that's my thing of the week. And it's one I've been meaning to mention for a while. And it's awesome. Yeah, I think
1: I'm definitely going to check it out. It's great. I'm super bad about those things, but me too. But if I ever get into something, I could like. I'm usually a, pretty consistent.
0: I should so, find the yeah. video on how to, on how to use it because yeah, I watched yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a video on how someone used it, and I was like, oh, I didn't oh, understand why sense. it mattered. Yeah, yeah. once right. you see someone use it, you go, Oh, I see why this is right. so much better. Like it starts mm-hmm. to make sense, like why it works. One of the other cool things that they have, by the way, is a Chrome extension, which works in, of course, Microsoft Edge, um, but you can. Basically, when you're on the web, you can send something to Milanote from whatever page you're on, or if you're like on Pinterest or Instagram where there's a photo, you just click the little thing on the picture and it throws it in your unorganized folder. When you open up Milanote and go to a specific board, you have a folder of unorganized stuff and you can just drag it out onto the board and organize it into the project it belongs into. But you can just be clicking around, collecting stuff all day, and then just file it later. What if I see a video
1: on just my diy well then you should
0: watch it okay. You don't just watch it because that's what we do for our guests we watch their stuff because we like our guests um you know who else we like who we like the people that pay for this wonderful show yeah those people include leanne and nick from hemlock and Hyde, dave from atomic airship works emily joyce ed from ed's clocks and more Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, who killed it on his project again this week, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Jeff Stein, aka A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, the King of Stamps, Jacob Anguiano (laughs) from Native Son Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs. Jake from imakejake.com. We had an awesome conversation on the phone, but that's a whole story for a whole other day. <laughs> um, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, my buddy, and, of course, Justin Ofler, bare naked. If you can support the show financially, you can do it at buymeacoffee.com slash make. But if you can't, reviews are just as helpful. All that stuff that people do with podcasts, sharing, reviews, word of mouth, all that stuff, that helps just as much. So if financial is not your thing, then use your network. And get people to listen to this show, and we'll be around for a little while longer. Um, we're going to be around for a little while longer anyway. But you know, a little bit of uh, at least one hundred and two.
2: 185.
0: hundred and eighty-five. That's that's Ethan's last episode. You yeah. said so last time. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Ethan's Ethan's up out, and I'm going to be auditioning new co-host. So, I mean, really, I'm get just going to yeah, I'm just going to call Kit Clever and be like, "Look, you did it once. I know. I was going to say
1: like, yeah, or or like." Make your most awkward, like, uh, sales pitch to be on a podcast, and you'll probably get in. <laughs> there you go. Oh, no,
0: that would be amazing. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. We should have like an audition. We should have like like because we make idol. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> like, we just audition people, and every once in a while, I won't show up, and it'll just be you'll you'll do it with that oh, person. My God. But well that's amazing. a good way to end the end the end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna kill the horse, let's kill the horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. You guys, oh, it has been so much fun talking yeah, to you. Seriously. I knew this was gonna be fun. I didn't know we would laugh this much. I mean, I guess I should have known we were gonna laugh <laughs> this much, but
1: it's and, been really great. I never talked to you guys before this before tonight, and you guys are exactly who I wish you would be and who i hoped you would be you guys are, are amazing and and
0: yeah just i, I, I was so excited to what you're everything ethan wished for. <laughs> oh, yes, <exactly>.
2: <laughs> yes
1: you are oh, thank you no but you guys but you guys are and and your channel is fantastic and everyone should check you guys out so
2: thank yep. you so 100%. much and thank you for having us on this has been such a fun time we've loved talking with you about it.
0: And- it's it's amazing and i can't i know i've said it about a million times but i really i owe you so much for for that for the video on the 2720 because i really i had wanted to do sublimation for a while and i kept looking at the printers and like i wanted that sawgrass one that michael mm-hmm. sells and it's like 700 dollars. i'm like i can't do 700 dollars yeah. for something that may never make me a dime right. you know and when you guys made that video i'm like this is like an omen because i had I was literally looking at it going, I can't justify that. I can't justify that. And you guys pop into my feed and it's like, "Oh, oh okay, I can afford that. That I can do." And well, I, I I think that's what you guys did. You broke the ice for me and now it's like all I want to do, I want to sublimate all yes. the things so.
1: I just I just always wanted to know what sublimation meant.
0: Mm-hmm. And you guys
1: did that for me as well. So, oh, thank yep. you.
0: You're trendsetters. You're trendsetters. And I, I, I can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait to see what you coat your toilet with and all that fun stuff. i going to be an absolute pisser. But until then. Literally. Have a great week, everybody. We will be back again next week. And until then, we love you.